Dedicating today's podcast to Sharika. Don't worry, honey. We are praying feverishly for your recovery. Hang in there. God has you in his grip. We know that he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us. 1 John 3 A boat doesn't sink because it is in the water. It sinks because the water gets into it. In the same way, Christians don't fail to live as they should because they are in the world. They fail because the world has gotten into them. We don't fail to produce the fruit of the Holy Spirit because we live in a sea of corruption. We fail because the sea of corruption has gotten into us. Good morning. This is Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten. It's a daily podcast, and I hope you're tuning in each morning. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, I call on you right now in a special way. It is through your power that I was created. Every breath I take, every morning I wake, and every moment of every hour, I live under your power. Father, I ask you now to touch me with that same power. For if you created me from nothing, you can certainly recreate me. Fill me with the healing power of your spirit. Cast out anything that should not be in me. Mend what is broken. Root out any unproductive cells. Open any blocked arteries or veins. And rebuild any damaged areas. Remove all inflammation and cleanse any infection. Let the warmth of your healing love pass through my body to make new any unhealthy areas so that my body will function the way you created it to function. And Father, restore me to full health in mind, body, and spirit so that I may serve you the rest of my life. I ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And now prayers from the wilderness. Dear Lord, my body is in need of your healing touch. In spite of my compliance with the prescribed medical plan, pain continues to invade my body. I am diligent in all I am physically required to do. However, I am learning the real cure for my pain is in my prayers to you and your power. Father, I pray you will speak the suffering that consumes my body, that causes me to surrender to it rather than to you. Release your healing into my being. Remove every particle of suffering that prevents the limbs of my body from moving as they should move. 
Lord, also touch my mind and my heart so that I can believe and receive by faith the cure which only can come from you as the great physician. So Lord, let your restoring power remove my pain and make me whole. course the pages are sticking together. Lord, I give you thanks even now. Before I experience the evidence of healing, I know that this prayer which flows from my heart is touching your spirit. I believe that you will give me relief and deliverance from my illness. I thank you for the blessing of prayer that allows me to petition you for my healing. I am grateful to you, and I know my life rests in your hands. I praise you for reminding me when sorrow overtakes my body and spirit that you are my light, you are my hope, you are my physician. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. So those of us listeners that are going through any kind of physical pain or ailment, I pray that it gets released off your back today. Stay right there. We'll be right back. We're going to talk about hope for each day. Listeners, it can happen almost without our realizing it. At one time, we were dedicated to Christ, surrendered to the will of God. But little by little, the chilling waters of the world crept in. We became preoccupied with the things of this world rather than the things of Christ. Most ocean-going ships have pumps running constantly, sucking out any water that might have leaked into the hull. Well, similarly, we need to keep the pumps of repentance running. We need to plug the holes with the truth of God's word. Don't let the world sink your ship. No way. Isaiah 61.1 The Lord has anointed me to bestow on them a crown of beauty, instead of ashes. One of the Bible's greatest truths is that our lives can be different. No matter what our past has been, Christ stands ready to forgive and cleanse us and to make us new. The Bible says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old one has gone, the new one has come. When Isaiah wrote about beauty coming forth from ashes, he was probably thinking of Jerusalem, the once proud city, now shattered and burned at the hand of a brutal enemy. Some 700 years later, Jesus applied this passage from Isaiah to the ministry God had given him. Only Christ can bring hope to lives that have been turned into ashes by the assaults of the devil. 
And Jesus doesn't merely restore us to what we once were. He gives us a crown of beauty. The beauty of forgiveness, the beauty of hope, the beauty of joy, and the beauty of peace. If any of us is experiencing the ashes of a shattered life, then we are to pray to God and ask him to use them to point us towards Christ. Amen. I thought that was beautiful. And In Touch Magazine, always right on time in some way, <laughs> is talking about responding to conflict. It says, I remember being severely chastised once while in a meeting at another organization. I wanted to react, but instead I turned to God and he enabled me to remain calm and respond in a godly manner. Turning to the Lord in prayer is always the best response in any crisis. We can ask him to provide spiritual discernment, a quiet spirit, and wisdom. God perfectly understands the situation and he can help us to understand too. With his assistance, we can gain insight into the source of the problem and then move forward towards resolution. It's natural to react quickly and defend ourselves but we need to deliberately focus our attention on the Lord and experience the inner peace that he promises. God told the disciples that the Holy Spirit would give them wise words to say when they faced hostile authorities. He will do the same for you. If tempted to speak hastily, Ask the Spirit to seal your lips until God provides the words and the proper time to respond. Amen. No matter what the situation may be, God has called us to represent Him the same way that Christ did, through dependence on our Heavenly Father. So the next time that someone speaks critically to you, Pray to God to seal your lips until he provides the words and the proper time to respond. Amen. Love it, love it. Commanding your morning, a daily devotional. It says, be prepared for battle. Luke 14.31 What king going to make war against another king does not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000? Taking the fight to the gates of the enemy is not the work of a novice. There is a trust and authority that must be earned in a steadfast dedication to prayer. 
I know there are many who will want to practice living it before all of the others, but it won't work that way. A novice doesn't have the necessary wisdom because he or she lacks the necessary experience and training. That is why the scriptures warn about putting a novice in spiritual leadership too quickly. We must count the costs before we engage in the fight. Pray with me. Father, help me to continually grow in you. I submit myself to your boot camp so I will not be a novice in battle, but fully mature and trained by your word and your spirit to be ready for war. I decree and declare that I remain steadfast in prayer and steadily move from glory to glory and faith to faith. In the name of Jesus, amen. Beautiful words spoken. And God's promises for your life. Love it. Love all of it. Psalm 25, 14. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him and he will show them his covenant. When we need help, we wish we knew somebody who's wise enough to tell us what to do and reachable when we need them and even able to help us. Well, listeners, God is omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent. God is everything we need. The issue is confidence in the shepherd himself. A confidence so complete that we offer ourselves without any reservation whatsoever and determined to do what he says. We have to offer ourselves without any reservation whatsoever and we have to be determined to do what he says. I've been obedient, listeners. I hope you are too. Stay on course. Trust in the Lord. Be right back right after this message. I need my Proverbs just like I need my daily vitamin. I don't know about you, but it does the trick. Here's the Proverbs for today. Don't envy evil people or desire their company, for their hearts plot violence and their words always stir up trouble. A house is built by wisdom and becomes strong through good sense. Through knowledge, its rooms are filled with all sorts of precious riches and valuables. The wise are mightier than the strong, and those with knowledge grow stronger and stronger. Raising my hand, raising my hand. (laughs) So don't go to war without wise guidance. 
and victory depends on having many advisors. Wisdom is too lofty for fools. Among leaders at the city gate, they have nothing to say. A person who plans evil will get a reputation of a troublemaker. The schemes of a fool are sinful. Everyone detests a mocker. If you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. Rescue those who are unjustly sentenced to die. Save them as they stagger to their death. Don't excuse yourself by saying, look, we didn't know. For God understands all hearts and he sees you. He who guards your soul knows you knew. He will repay all people as their actions deserve. Alleluia. Sorry to say that. My child, eat honey for it is good and the honeycomb is sweet to the taste. In the same way, wisdom is sweet to your soul. If you find it, you have a bright future and your hopes will not be cut short. Don't wait in ambush at the home of the godly and don't raid the house where the godly live. The godly may trip seven times, but they will get up again. But one disaster is enough to overthrow the wicked. Don't rejoice when your enemies fall. Don't be happy when they stumble. For the Lord will be displeased with you and will turn his anger away from them. Don't fret because of evildoers and don't envy the wicked. For evil people have no future and the light of the wicked will be snuffed out. My child, fear the Lord and the King. Don't associate with rebels, for disaster will hit them suddenly. Who knows what punishment will come from the Lord and the King? A judge who says the wicked who says to the wicked you are innocent will be cursed by many people and denounced by the nations. It is wrong to show favoritism when passing judgment. But it will go well for those who convict the guilty. Rich blessings will be showered on them. An honest answer is like a kiss of friendship. Do your planning and prepare your fields before building your house. Don't testify against your neighbor without cause. Don't lie about them. And don't say, now I can pay them back for what they've done to me. I'll get even with them. I walk by the field of a lazy person, the vineyard of one with no common sense. I saw that it was overgrown with nestles, that it was covered with weeds and its walls were broken down. Then as I looked through, as I looked and thought about it, I learned this lesson. A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, 
a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. Amen. Little wisdom never hurt anyone. And when you learn from it, boy, doesn't it feel good. Amen. The Lord is my glue. He will not let me fall apart. I love it. Okay, God's way day by day. Says wisdom in the word. Hello, we know. (laughs) Psalm 119. My tongue shall speak to your word, for all your commandments are righteousness. God's word says in Proverbs 6, Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Well, you may think, what can I learn from an ant? And this recently posed question to a group of people came back with these quick responses. You can learn cooperation, perseverance, diligence in working, sacrifice, strength in working together, unity of purpose. In my opinion, there's a lot to learn from the smallest of God's creatures. Beautiful, beautiful. God's purpose for your life on this day. Hebrews 4, chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. The word of God is living and active, piercing as far as the division of the soul and spirit and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. At times we can be hesitant to read God's word because it effectively pinpoints the areas the Father wants us to work on and that can be painful. But friends, it is absolutely worth it. Scripture pierces as far as the soul and spirit. The soul is the seed of our senses, our desires, our affections, our appetites. What makes us who we are is our soul. The spirit gives us the ability to have an intimate relationship with God, and it is how he interacts with us how he teaches, enables, grows, and empowers us. So scripture tells us, differentiate what originates in us and what is coming from God himself. Likewise, through the word, the Lord judges the thoughts and intentions of our hearts. Scripture reveals the forces driving us to the most profound places, not just what we're thinking, but why. God does this so that he can apply the truth to our innermost parts and set us completely free. Romans 8, verse 2. So even when reading the word, 
is daunting or painful, keep at it. God sees you. He knows your burdens. He knows your wounds. And he knows everything that steals your rest. Nothing, listeners, nothing, nothing, nothing at all is hidden from his sight. And none of it is beyond his reach. God can heal you. Let him. Jesus, heal me through the power of your word. Amen. Men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Luke chapter 18, verse 1. A prayer does not have to be eloquent or contain the language in terms of a theologian. In fact, sometimes our simplest, most heartfelt prayers are the most pleasing to God. When you made your decision for Christ, you became a child of God adopted by him into his family forever. And now we have the wonderful privilege of going directly into his presence and addressing him as the father he is. In the beginning, we may not have been fluent, but it was so important that we be gone. When Paul said, that we should pray without ceasing, he chose a term used in his day to describe a persistent cough. Repeatedly throughout our day, we should be turning quickly to God to praise and thank him and ask for his help. God is interested in everything we do and nothing is too great or too insignificant to share with him. In reality, we often don't know why God permits things to happen to us. And we do know that evil is real. We live in a world that is ravaged by sickness and death and sorrow. A world that is not the way that God intended it to be. But someday, Christ's victory will be complete And all this will be changed, but just not yet. So in the meantime, put your faith and hope in Christ. He knows what it is to suffer. Oh yeah. He went to the cross for us. And because he did, we have hope even in the midst of any dark hours. I love that message. I love my listeners. (laughs) Please come back tomorrow so that we can pray again. And today, just pray away the pain. 
physical pain, emotional pain, mental pain. Lord, bring on the rain to wash away any pain. Bye for now.